What's up, you beauties? Welcome to another episode of I Am Live Post Game Show. I'm Jim, joined by Jack, and we have a special guest for the post game episode uh, in a not so special game, unfortunately. We're joined by Haley Taylor of Haley's Hot Takes. Uh, Haley, thanks for hanging out with us for the post game show. How are you? I mean, I could be a little happier with the results of the game, but I am happy to be here with you guys. Uh, so that's kind of been the thing like since the flyers have been so bad lately it's like okay well how can we spruce up these post-game show and it's to to go out and get some cool guests on so glad to have you on um you know before we get to like uh i guess well let's talk about the game right off the bat right like the first period let's start with the first period uh and i'm Haley. i want to get your take first what did you see i mean like the the flyers come out in a game where you think it's a rivalry game right the game you think that they got to come out and, and play tough to win, and they come out flat. What were your thoughts on the first period? Yeah, so the first period, I mean, obviously the Rangers got that goal right away, and the Flyers, to me, looked slow. They looked like they lacked energy. And when you're in a losing streak, as bad as the Flyers are in one right now, and you're going to compare to teams like the Coyotes, and that's <laughs> embarrassing as it is, you want to come out with more energy, more effort, and I just did not see that from them, which is very disappointing. I think it's well said. Jack, you want to follow up on that one? Yeah, it's it's aggravating as well because I had heard, um, I think it was Flyers Daily, like, you know, when teams are in losing streaks like this with the cancellation of the Islanders game, you don't want to be sitting around. You don't want to practice. You want to get in there and play. And the Flyers look the exact opposite of that. Like, they look disinterested. It was a bad omen right off the bat because it was a pretty bad high-sticking penalty, completely unnecessary for Frost to take. And then they score, and it's just like, is it going to be one of those games? And it wasn't a blowout or anything, but it, you know, it it was one of those games, and it was more of the same. And a four-point swing, which really stings. If you're going to come back in any game and grab a win, it would be against these guys. And yeah, they didn't lose nine to one, but an L's an L, and they never looked like they were in control of that game at any point. See, it was like interesting to me. Um, and obviously, I want to get your guys' takes. The first period was just so bad. Uh, I think they got scored on twice in, uh, I can't remember exactly, the first 10 minutes of the game. Let me pull up the uh, the uh, the chart here ahead. Um, but you go down 2 nothing right away. Joel Farabee gets injured in the first period. Couldn't be a worse start for the Flyers, right? I mean, you're coming in on a six-game losing streak. And before you can even get up to get a drink, right, the, the score is 2 nothing. Um, now heading into the second, uh, I mean, 30 seconds in, right? 30 seconds in, they were scored on basically. Yeah. Um, so whatever, you know, talk they had in the second, it was kind of like, well, you know, we went from two to three goals down in 30 seconds. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's move on a little bit to the third period. I mean, the second period, I wasn't, I was actually happy with the majority of that period. Uh, I know they were on the power play for five minutes and, um, Haley, I'm curious to hear your takes here on uh, Haley's hot take on the Flyers power play. Yeah, so that was one of the most embarrassing things I've watched. <laughs> <laughs> Off the bat, when you yeah. have a major, you get five minutes, and in those five minutes, I saw absolutely nothing come out of it. Yes, they made some horrible shots on net, but nothing went in, obviously. And it's like they had no control over their own power play. And this is something that I've been saying a lot. The power play is what's holding this team back. They get so many opportunities, honestly, in the last seven games that they've played to really have some good power play goals. 
and they just kind of pass the puck back and forth like they're in La La Land. I'm like, wake up. So to me, that power play was just absolutely horrendous. I have to agree with the the five-minute power play. I mean, I didn't really think it should have been a five-minuter. You know, I'm pretty – I really want it to be – yeah, I'm not going to complain, but I really want it to be egregious when a guy takes one like that. And I know Braun was bleeding and whatnot, so it makes it look worse. But when I watch it play, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really think that was worth five. Penalty, sure, but five. Whatever, you take it. But I'm joking on Twitter. Like, this is a – this is more of a benefit to the Rangers. Like, let's be real. (laughs) Like – I don't think I think there was maybe one opportunity the Rangers had, but the Flyers again just lull you to sleep with the passing, losing faceoffs in the offensive zone, trouble bringing getting set up and uh, zone entry and whatnot. And ultimately, they had some chances. Five full minutes, zero goals. It's like you're down three nothing. So there's a sense of urgency, a real like you were handed a gift. Like you really have a chance to get back in this game. Give me one, just one. Because it's the second period. Just give me one. You know, show it's possible. And they still can't do it. You know, and it's like, this is an absolute joke. You you have to, by accident, score a power play goal at this point. What are they now? Two for 70? Like, tell me. It's, <laughs> it's close. I bet you it's close to that number. Like, I say that jokingly. I bet you it's close. Yeah. It actually um, could be at this point. Um, so, believe it or not, you know, Sands, the Flyers, power play woes. There was a bright spot, I think, in that period. And, you know, I think I think it kind of rubbed off on some of the guys throughout the game. But Morgan Frost stood out to me in a positive light. Um, like, this is where we are these days, right? Like, we're looking for positives again. We're not talking about wins or close game. We're like, oh, well, look, maybe we can find a bright spot. And it was Morgan Frost tonight. So he was able to get on the score sheet. I thought he had a, an outstanding shift, which led to this tap-in goal. Um, his first of the season, his first what in two years now. Um, I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on Morgan Frost and Haley. We'll start with you first. Yeah, so I've been a huge Frost fan for a while. I've been following him when he went back on the Phantoms, and he did not disappoint tonight. Morgan Frost has this exciting energy about him, and he, unlike the rest of the team, (laughs) wants to play. He is excited to be on the ice, and you definitely see that from him. So again, with that goal, it was such a beauty and it was such a rush of enthusiasm that really did like, like, and I say this kind of lightly rub off on the guys because again, the momentum was not there, but in the positive that we're talking about, I know it can be a little bit negative. Um, It was amazing to see Frosty get his goal. So couldn't be more proud of him. For sure. Well said. Jack, thoughts on Morgan Frost tonight? Offensively. I really liked what he was doing. I saw some creativity out there. I saw some things along the boards, uh, not muscle play, but just like keeping the puck uh, on his stick in our zone and letting like the Rangers kind of back off and the Flyers set up just little back and forth moves that like some of our guys just can't do just little things like that, that we take other teams probably take for granted. Um, obviously the goal was nice. I, I would, if it was a more tic-tac-toe play, it would have felt better as a Flyers overall, but you know, actually setting up and scoring, but you can take them however you can get them. I was going to yeah. say beggars can't be choosing. Yeah, at this I know. Point, it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's just not uh, sustainable going forward. It's really what I'm aiming at, but you know, yeah. for, for Frost, it's great to get your first goal. Like, you need that. And he was buzzing. Absolutely buzzing on the defensive end. Not so hot. Had the only two penalties for the flyers tonight, both high sticking penalties, a little reckless there. Uh, and one led to a goal, start the game off, but you know, this team, how weak they are uh, mentally, Probably had its toll completely on the team. 
Um, but ultimately, he's here for offense. He's not here to be this defensive stalwart. So I, I'm I was happy with his performance overall tonight in what was essentially a downer game. Yeah, you know what? He, I don't want to say he got me excited, but he gave me a reason to watch tonight. You know, because through a for the, through the first period and you know a couple minutes of the second, you're like, why am I wasting my night? And it's like, oh yeah, because I got to do a podcast later. But like, but that's how I feel watching Flyers games anymore. It's just like I could be doing anything else in the world, but instead I'm watching these. What am I watching? You know. So Frost tonight gave me a reason to watch, um, and something to maybe look forward to, especially if you can build on how he performed tonight. He looked confident. You know, he didn't. Uh, he he didn't look like he was getting bullied around to me. Um, I'm not sure if he was putting himself in those situations, but he was ahead of the play. You know, like we're, I'm looking for Frost to be where the puck is going to be, not where not behind it. You know, like, do you understand what I mean? And and tonight he went to a space, the puck found him and he was creating a little bit, which is, I think, what we want to see from Morgan Frost going forward. Now, can you do that on a line without Giroux? Yeah, I'm not sure, but it was I think it was positive to see tonight to, to the at least know that this kid can play. Cause I think a lot of us are wondering, we haven't seen him play with the flyers in two years. A lot of us are kind of, you know, I mean, it's, we're in a really negative place with the flyers right now. So we're, we're doubting, I think a little bit like, Oh yeah, Morgan Frost is not going to come up and save the team. He's not, but you still at least want to see that he can play with the big boys. Right. So I mean, that's the least of what you want to see. And like when a lot of people say he's got of the whole team, he's got a skill set similar to that of Giroux. And it's like, okay, well, I would like to see something like that. And I'm not saying I saw him dazzle, but, like, the confidence was there. And he had a couple of moves made me go, okay, I, I can see what they're getting at. And that's a start. And all I can do is ask for that. It's hard for him to just take over or do anything like that as a rookie, but also in this environment, this horrible losing streak, too. So any positive, especially in the offensive zone, I can get out of Frost, I'll take. And I saw plenty of that tonight. So if there was anything to look – that and goaltending, I guess. Those were the two things tonight that I uh, definitely could take forward with some positivity. Yeah, and let's kind of try to stay on this positivity thing for for a second here. And, Haley, I want to ask you, is there anything from this game that you can take as a positive and potentially carry over uh, into uh, Sunday's game against Tampa? That's a great question. <laughs> wow. Not too many, right? I know, like a positive thing about the Flyers – well, I think for starters, and I know some people are really against him, Carter Hart and Martin Jones, that's going to bring up our goalies really fast. It's not their fault that the defense sucks. And I think, yeah, as the stat literally just came up, it's really, you know, Hart, Hart is putting the effort in. He's playing well. He's standing on his own. But you can't save every single puck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that's a positive that we're seeing Carter Hart get more confident. I mean, some of the saves are absolute beauties. So I think that we need to remember that. And I think also, too, and I know that everyone's like, what? <laughs> but Claude Giroux, he is becoming more of an aggressive player this year. And I know that he's not making amazing plays, but I do like seeing him be more aggressive, especially when it comes to sticking with his teammates. I think that he is definitely showing you what a captain should be. Other than that, I mean, mm. we're playing the Lightning on Sunday. <laughs> we're playing against Stamkos. Oh, my God. 
I don't want to talk about that right now. That's too much. I know. Believe it or not. I mean, I guess it is kind of a tough question. Like, man, what positives can they bring? But it was, I like what you brought up about Giroux. And there was a comment on Twitter. Uh, it was sort of, uh, it was something like, hey, remember like the first five games when the Flyers were sticking up for each other? We haven't seen that. So to see a little bit of that snarl back tonight, I mean, there were some plays where you were like, for example, uh, I, I was looking down when the play happened, but apparently the Rangers put the puck in the Flyers' net after the whistle or, or something, and there was – back in the day, there would be a huge scrum for that, right? Or, you know, the, the, the Justin Braun play. Sure, maybe, maybe it didn't look as bad, but, it, you know, if, if you're a teammate, that can't happen. And I know the Flyers went on a five-minute power play – but even after the power play, like, so I, so I don't know, something uh, – that's got to be a spark. If that doesn't spark you, then I don't know if anything will. Like, seeing your teammate on the ice, he's got a cut. Maybe it was nothing, you know, kind of small. But still, it's, it, I think it's the principle, right? Like, you have to react. You can't, you can't just let that stuff happen. Because teams pick up on that. And we're going to be watching what we saw last year, you know, Jack? Yeah, I saw a little bit of pushback to the, in tonight's game. Braun took a, a, another hit later in the game, yeah. and uh, I just saw like back to back to back attempts at hits. I won't say they all connected, but like they definitely were throwing the body around a little bit. And I hadn't seen that in the last five games. Um, as far as the the offside play where they shot, I, I honestly thought that the Rangers didn't know the play was offside because the Flyers looked to the officials like wasn't that offside? You know, so I don't know if it was like a Chris Kunitz did this to the Flyers when he was with Pittsburgh, he just blasted a slap shot into the net well after the whistle. And yeah, they jumped him. They got a penalty for it because, you know, it's hockey, you know, but it was stupid, but like, yeah, that you get jumped for that. This didn't look at least from what, from what I remember was egregious like that. I honestly thought that they didn't know it was offsides Cause I didn't hear a whistle. Like, and the, the uh, flyers looked at the officials with their hands up. They didn't look at the Rangers like, yo, F you. Now they were kind of like, where's the call? I was offside. And it, and it was so, yeah, no harm, okay. I guess. Um, it's, and I, I'm glad that they do stand up for each other. There was a couple of scrums behind the net. This game, I, it's hard for them to bring that stuff forward every game, which is like any other team does that. But for Flyers, it's big ass. I don't know if it's because it was a division game. Maybe that's what got them up, I guess. But they still lost. So it's it. Yeah, we won't talk positives. I'll give you that. I, I liked your, the comments on Giroux. It's not even worth mentioning Hart anymore because he's the goaltender. He's been pretty much every game. Frost was good. Other than that, broadcast was nice. You know, good <laughs> job. Um, uh, Mitchell's didn't piss me off too bad tonight. Like, <laughs> got a five minute major. That was cool. So yeah, there's there's some positives going into uh, the lightning game. You know, back to back. Let me ask you guys: Are you afraid that the way that the Flyers are playing? which is very low possession, chase the play most of the game. I mean, I didn't. they switched that up a little bit tonight, but in general, they're playing defense for the majority of the game. Uh, teams are getting a lot of shots, a lot of quality shots on Carter Hart. Are you, wearing, are you worried that this could affect him in the future, the, the maybe allowing three, four goals a game type thing, um, or, or do you think you know it, it won't affect him? Haley, we can start with you first. Yeah, I mean, I – have been following Hart forever, I feel like, since he's been on Team Canada. And one thing about him is that he's a very mental player. And I have to admit, like, looking at this, it makes me worried because how can you realistically go in that after you have had all these horrible losses and be okay? If I were him, and I'm not saying that he should do this because we kind of need him, 
I would want to be treated and be yeah. on a team where I can actually, you know, be in goal and not have, you know, a million shots scored on me every single game because my team cannot defend. And it does worry me about him mentally. I think Martin Jones, he, and I know that you asked my heart, but Martin Jones, he can definitely handle it. He's been around the league forever, and he's a very good player mentally. So I think he'll be fine. But Hart, I mean, he's so young. And last year with COVID, he even said that he struggled not being with his family. And that went in his head and living on his own for the first time. So now you're taking a young guy who admits that, you know, he does struggle, which is completely okay. But then you're having this happen to him. And it's like, how is he not going to, you know, just explode? Yeah. Jack, you feel the same? Uh when it comes to heart and this team and the word confidence, I'm, I'm constantly terrified. You know, and a lot of that goes to last year. Heart looks a lot better with it this year. Uh, maybe he's getting used to the idea that I'm probably going to look up at the scoreboard and see three or four. and know that it's probably not my fault. <laughs> maybe he's not, as long as he doesn't cheat as much. If, if he continues to play his game and doesn't let that affect his game, I think he'll be fine. And that didn't happen last year, but it seems to be happening this year because he looks – he can still give up three goals. And, uh, you know, the fourth obviously wasn't his fault, but uh, it was an empty netter. But um, he can still shut it down, like keep them in the games. Well, last year he wasn't doing that. Like it was it was just a runaway train, you know. So it, if he can keep that up – the defense is doing enough where he's not having to cheat. He's not getting beat on a side because it's a 2-on-0 or 2-on-1. So I think – I'm not worried yet. They got to right the ship at some point, but um, I'll always be worried with this defense and this coaching staff and this, everything we've seen really is since what, 2013. Um, but I, I'm, a, I'm a little more confident that Hart can handle it this time around. I think so. And, and great points by both of you guys here. So uh, before we go any further, I, I just want to read the box score to you guys and you, and you tell me like, um, if it sounds like a 3-1 loss to you. So the Flyers outshot the Rangers 34-28. They won in the faceoff dot 51% to 49. Uh, gave up just one power play goal. Went 0 for 3 on the power play tonight. Rangers had 19 penalty minutes to the Flyers 4. Rangers out hit the Flyers 21-10. Uh, they also blocked more shots 15-10. And they had 19 giveaways to the Flyers 13. Um, I mean, you look at that box score and you're like, eh, the Flyers didn't play that bad. You know, but they were almost non-existent through the first period. Um, they basically gave the Rangers 20 minutes, you know. Um, a, a notable uh, number, notable statistic from tonight's box score. Oscar Lindblom, six minutes and three seconds of even strength ice time tonight with Joel Farabee out. Uh, Joel Farabee played less than three minutes, and even still, Lindblom would just – he had seven minutes and 43 seconds total ice time, but just over six minutes of even strength. Uh, you guys want to comment on that, Haley? I mean, I like Oscar. I think, you know, as a person, he's awesome. I feel going to be so mean right now. But I just don't know if he's the answer to the team. And if we think that he is, why isn't he playing more? I think that he's somebody that if they really want to invest in him, put him on the ice. I don't see why they're not. It's it's very frustrating though because we do have players that are on the ice constantly, and I'm not gonna like, oh like JVR I know, but yeah. it's like get off the ice and put somebody like Oscar on instead and see what happens. I think that he doesn't get enough time, and if they mm -hmm. don't want to use him, trade him and get somebody else that you could utilize. 
Interesting perspective right there. Jack, what do you think about Limblom playing just six minutes? I kind of agree with the JVR comment. Until this team figures out either what to do with him or how to get rid of him, it's kind of hard to justify moving Limblom up and having a $7 million player who's supposed to score goals on your third and fourth line. You know, he's one, he doesn't play that style of game. And two, it's an awful lot of money that you need, you paid that you need to get production from. You know, you got it last year. It was one of the very few things that worked and just completely non existent. Starting to shoot more, but it's not, and that's where these shots are coming from the, the low percentage, easy save shots. Now, they had, did have some opportunities, but a majority of them were just tossed it on net for weird angles. It he even said it at some point in the game, it was about you, you're not scoring. It's about quality, uh, quantity, not quality. <laughs> like the quality will come. You got to get shots. And that's exactly. where a lot of this came from. And they're not going to score. They got no bodies in front. There's, they never get the rebounds. If they do, they can just barely get set up again. But it's not a, a bang, bang play or a shot, a dunk or any cleaning up the garbage in front or anything like that. And as far as Limbaugh is concerned, he just he doesn't do. And it's a shame because he hasn't had a whole lot of time and he's a little bit snake bitten, but he just doesn't do a whole lot with the time he does have to justify a coach like AV who is leads heavily on his veterans, you know, to give him more ice time. Yeah. Like you look at that fourth line, if you're giving anybody more ice time, it's McEwen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so another thing with that is, I mean, you throw him up against the fourth line, like the Rangers have, like they're, they're rolling Ryan Reeves out there. Like, I don't know. It's just a, Oscar Lindblom on the fourth line looks weird. Uh, but, yeah, uh, to your guys' point, where are you going to put JVR? Um, who I should mention real quick is minus four in the, in the Flyers' last three games. Um, he did have three shots on goal tonight, which was his most shots on goal since November 13th against Dallas, when he also had three. It's been a struggle for JVR, just two goals on the season. Um, you need him to score. <laughs> I mean, you're paying this guy seven. Like, I feel like – so, Jack, we haven't talked about JVR a lot this year. And for whatever reason, he's – I don't want to say he's getting a pass from us, but we just haven't talked about him, I feel like, enough. And he's getting paid $7 million. Like, if I, if I gave you a list of guys that were getting paid $7 million, they'd have a lot more than two goals. Like, they would be critical pieces of an NHL roster. JVR is getting paid $7 million and has two goals in 21 games. It's it's unacceptable. It's it's just crazy. But we're okay with it, I feel like, you know. It's not just seven million and how many points other players in the league making that kind of money would have. It's seven million at wing. You know, it's, it's getting up there for wing numbers unless you're really producing, which he is what did you say? He had two goals, but four assists or something? I didn't see uh, let me go double check. Like I'm trying to find it, but he's so low on the list it's like hard to pull him up. Yeah, so he has one, two, three, four assists, all within the first. Uh, he hasn't had an assist since November fourth. Was that the like? Five. Oh, I'm sorry, November thirteenth. So that oh, okay. I, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Long time. No, November thirteenth, he scored a goal. November fourth was the last assist that he had. Yikes! Crazy. I mean, for we kind of give him a pass because you know he's streaky, but it's like we're at the point where like some kind of streak has to come, or you're just gonna pop up once during the year and then call it, call it quits. And that's a, and he's just not good enough in all ends of the zone. I'm not saying he's horrible, but he's not forward. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, what does he really bring to your team outside of he's a good locker room guy? Well, how long have we been hearing that? 
this locker room is supposed to be completely revamped with all the, the Hayes crew and, you know, you got NHLPA guys in here and whatnot. They're supposed to be wonderful and great. They're still losing. They're still losing a lot. This is, is this how many in a row? Seven in a row? Like in a row. this is an absolute joke. And he's a guy that you think you would lean on a veteran making a ton of money that he needs to, he needs to put the puck in the net and he's just not. And I don't know if the coaching staff is putting him in the position to do that. Uh, but a lot of it's on him too. Most of it's on him too. Like you've had your opportunities. You need to bury some, some shots and another guy in that same zone. Who's really not doing what he should be making. Oh, more than $7 million. And I tweeted this during the game is Sean Couturier. Like, I mean, he's hurting a team playing on that top minutes, making 7.75. I, I said on Twitter, like, you, you know, we had Couturier playing so well for us, making 4.3 for years. You know, he's playing at a, a 7.75 level. Now he's making 7.75, playing mm-hmm. at that 4.3 level. And it's like, we can't have that. You know, like I'm defending him saying that he's going to last. His, his contract will be the Bergeron type that will last longer. It's year one of the deal. Actually, I think it kicks in next year. I'm not even sure. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's like, what is happening? Like, this is this is bad. Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to hope a player is hurt. But how poor his play has been, I kind of hope he's hurt. And it's an interesting point that you brought up on Cootsie because a lot of people are saying, and this is huge speculation, but when G someday retires or leaves, whatever, People say that he's the next to take over as captain. And I've been watching him because I'm like, okay, if everyone kind of like wants him to be captain, let's go see how well he's playing. And let's see the kind of leader he is on the ice. And I do not see that. When I watch him, I'm like, is this some new guy that we just got? No, it's Coots. And that's embarrassing. I think that the Flyers, and I said this in the beginning of the season, and I was just like talking to everybody about this, with all the new leadership that we have on this team, I said it was going to be just one big mess. You have a lot of big personalities, and you don't have anybody that's solid enough to really just lead the team. I mean, yeah, G is a leader, but a guy like Coots, he needs to step up. And you, and another person that I want to bring up is Scotty Gladden. I, you know, I love him. I love all these guys. Like, I'm disappointed in TK, who I love. Pro-V is not playing well. But Gladden, I'm not seeing him play well either. And it's like, what are they doing? Do they not care? Because when I watch them, it looks like we care more than they do. And that should not be how it is. We're not getting paid millions of dollars to be fans. We do it because we're passionate. And these guys, they look like, oh, we have a game that we need to go play. Like, I see college athletes play with more enthusiasm. It's it's just it's very disappointing. But Coots, I'm telling you, if he's going to continue to play like this, they're going to try to somehow get rid of him or – I can't even – it's ridiculous. Like, how can you be getting paid that much money and have that huge of a contract and not put in the effort? Haley dropping the mic right there. Because <laughs> it's true, though, right? Like, that that's why we watch, because we're passionate about the team. I think you described it perfectly. Like, these guys, they just look uninterested. So I, I'm glad you brought up TK. Um a lot of where my frustration comes with him is because we've seen how good he can be, right? And you just don't get it on a nightly basis. That's one of the reasons why I was I was not a big Voracek fan towards the end. It's because you know how good he could be, but you just didn't see it from shift to shift, night to night. You just saw it once in a while. Um, same, I, like I'm seeing the same things with Travis Konechny. Um, I mean, obviously James Van Riemsdyk is streaky, but we knew that. Like that, he is what he is. Connect the we're dependent on for offense. We're looking at him as at least I am as a 60 point guy, right? 
um, 25 and 35 type player. Joel Farabee, the same way, at least for me. Uh, I know he got hurt tonight. It's unfortunate. Flyers are getting crushed with injuries. Um, but these guys, they're getting paid to score. And it is disappointing. I, I think that's that's where a lot of fans are going to get turned off. It's because we are – I mean, Philly fans are passionate. And when you're watching a team that doesn't play the way you feel, um, it makes it tough to watch, you know. So it's great points by you there, uh, Haley. Jack, you want to uh, jump in on that? I just – I couldn't agree more with the not caring, you know. And it's like we say that – we throw it around like it's nothing. I'm sure if, you know, some level, oh, no, we care, whatever. But we actually see, like, there's just so lackadaisical on simple plays. The third goal was Scotty Lawton having a lackadaisical clear of the puck. Yeah, like, some kind of backhand flip nonsense. And bing, bang, boom, it's in the back of your net. And I, I don't – want to say that this guy cares less or not because he just plays so many minutes for us, but a guy that I'm rapidly losing uh, confidence in is Proveroff. And you know how much of a good fan I am of Proveroff. And I'm convinced now if he doesn't have the right defensive partner, he's just another guy, you know, like he'll be like a top four pairing defenseman. I had such high hopes for him. I did not, the top four pairing, that's, that's not much. Like it's, you First, the line is on that line. You know how people feel about him. You know what I mean? Not me. But, you know, it's just like I expect him to be a, I'm, I'm not going to say Lidstrom, but like a guy who would be our top pairing for years to come. But like not because there's nobody else good enough to be there because he deserves it. And he's the guy. Now we're like screaming for him to get off the power play. I'm like screaming for him to stop making boneheaded plays. Blind passes are starting to come back. Blind dumps. Blind send it around the boards because I don't know what to do with it. It's it's getting really scary, you know. And the brawn magic has f- stopped. You know, like he's he's straight up screened hard on the first goal. You see him have to like skate. He'll be skating backwards and he has to stop and turn around and start skating real fast like I used to when I was twelve because I it wasn't that good of a backwards skater, you know. Like because the guys are going to blow right by him. Yeah, it's just Sealer has spent way too much time. It's not his fault, but he spent way too much time in the NHL level right now. Yandel is completely useless. Like it's it's a real <laughs> like I, it's oh, it's unbelievable. I can't believe that Hart's not under fire more often than he is, and he's all he's under fire a lot. Speaking of Carter Hart, I forgot I took a couple of videos of him tonight. Hang on, where are we? Here's one save. Now, I don't know if this was going on goal any, uh, either way, but it's a hell of a save. We'll watch that one more time. Look at this. Point blank. There's a, another one just like that, I think, from Carter Hart. I don't know if it's this one or not. Okay, not as great of a save. So you, you know what? There, there was one. I can't wait. That was a pretty good one. There was one. He made he made a nice save, and everybody went real like lazy and lackadaisical. And the Rangers kind of just threw it on the net, and you saw him have to like really quickly react and just get over to the pipe to make the save. Yeah. And they didn't. Nobody really reacted to it. And they showed it on the replay. JJ made a comment. And it was just like. Holy shit! They would have totally scored right there because if, if he, even he, was like late to react. Yeah, it's he makes a big time save. You saw this on the second Rangers goal, you know, and the team doesn't care. They don't get momentum from it, you know. It was that guy, um, the guy who got thrown out of the game. I think it was Hunt, Drayden Hunt. Um, he gets stoned, and great save by Hart. Puck comes out of the zone, and then you see a real team that knows how to get the puck out the ice and make crisp, clean passes. Hits Hunt coming in and he you know gets around Provy and make, beats Hart five hole just Bing Bang Boom, 
Hart had just made like a 10 bell save. You're telling me you, that doesn't get your team up to play offense or at least control the puck or get back on defense when you screw up. Like it's unbelievable. Nothing affects this team. Nothing gets them going. If they do, it's for like a minute. Yeah. It's weird. And they're they're like, like, Oh, we didn't score. Ah, well, we tried. They're like soulless or something. Emotionless. Like it's, it's lack of confidence. Maybe, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, we, we did this one thing, right. But we know the next thing is coming. Well, so much for accountability in a locker room. Then, huh? Yeah. We'll see what's going on. Um, so I, I did want to ask something here. I can't remember what it was, and that's unfortunate. Um, oh, I remember what it was. Haley, if you could do one thing to fix what's happening now, what would it be? Whether it's a coaching change, a trade, what is it? So I jokingly say a lot, need a fire AV, and I'm going to hold off on that. Because watching tonight's game, it kind of clicks for me what we need. We need a trade. Mm. We, and, oh, my God, we need a huge trade. Now, it's really smart, and I'm bringing another couple teams into this, the echo trade between the Knights and Sabres. Those are some smart moves, okay? And I think the Flyers, they need to go look at what they have and realize that this is not working out. Fletcher, he can say whatever he wants, but it's not working out. And when we acquired on Niskanen a couple of years ago for his last year, that team was a beauty. We were on fire. So I think right now what they need to do is realize, one, our defense sucks. Stop blaming Ellis being out because he is not going to be the key that fixes us. Two, we need someone that's just going to shoot the puck. And three, we're going to need – I'm not saying fire A.V., but we're going to need somebody that can work with this power play unit. So I think that we need to make those changes. And those are kind of easy changes to make. It's not that hard to go scout out players that you think would fit well on this team and make those trades. I don't care anymore about my love for certain players. I have a huge Proby fan since day one. He's disappointing. doesn't deserve VA. Huge Connect Me fan. Love him. Bye. You can leave. But that breaks my heart in a way, but at the end of the day, I want to win. And going to the games, I go to like almost every single Flyers game at home. It's not fun anymore. It's really depressing. And it's, you're going to lose the fan base. I mean, Gritty can only do so much for the fans and it's a business for them. And that's one thing that I always have to remind myself for us. It's enjoyment watching sports for them. It's a money business. Yeah. And they're, and I hate to bring that up, but that should be their last, straw of motivation that they're going to lose money throughout all this with the fans not caring. I mean, views go down. That's true. Goes down. The whole I think, team's going down. I mean, people are becoming, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm apathetic already. It's like, I look forward to the putting the flyers on because it's something to put on TV, but it's not, I, I don't like, I'm not mad anymore or, you know, I, I'm happy if they just look good for a shift you know, um, I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy that we're talking like this after, what, 21 games? Um, let's get to uh, – we're about uh, 35 minutes in. Let's get to some of our comments here before we wrap up the show. Uh, Michael Heilman. I hope I said that right, Mike. Uh, game felt like the Rangers said, score two or three goals and we can take the rest of the night off. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like, right? A little bit. Uh, the heart did make some nice saves. Um, but definitely towards the end of the, uh, the 
the third period, the I'm sorry, the beginning to the middle stands of the third. Then they kind of turned it back on. But you could see is they were not pressing like they were earlier in the game. Once they jumped out to a little bit of a lead and it got later in the game, they kind of started to sit, sit back. I definitely because otherwise they could have beat us, you know, eight to three, nine to one. It's true. Uh, next comment here from our buddy Antimeo. This team looks like the Walking Dead. Horrible show, by the way. Uh, they show no anger and no interest at all. Hit someone. Enough of the stick checking. That's one thing that's driving me nuts. That's how they play defense. They stick check. It's just driving me insane. Put a body on somebody. Separate the body from the puck. Um, they're constantly in the defending zone and never push it until it's too late. They should be embarrassed to even call themselves professionals. These games are not even close. And I think that speaks to um, a little bit to what Haley was saying there. Uh, so great comment from Ant. We have two comments here from Eric. AV is too offensively minded. The Flyers need to go back to their bread and butter tactics of getting in front of the net and screening the goalies on the power play. Five on five needs a lot of work on outworking the players on the board. So I'm sorry. I think his second comment here is a follow-up. So they can look like the Rangers two years ago when AV was the coach. Jack, do you think that there's any chance that they can salvage this and look like they did two years ago? I mean, Ellis would have to come back and not miss another game for starters. Like That's without a doubt. You saw this team played better when he was in the lineup outside of the Dallas game where he had just come back off an injury. And even then, you saw his minutes increase vastly. They can't do it without him. They need a true number one defenseman to get things going out of the zone. They need that defenseman to play a large majority of the game. They need that calming influence. They just they don't have that. Everybody's in shambles. Everybody's freaking out. You, I've always said against this team, if you just pressure them, they're going to make mistakes. They will fall to pieces if you just pressure them. So if, if, if they do salvage it, it means, they, one, they get healthy, mainly Ellis, and they, they have to break through on the power play. You cannot be given up these opportunities. I mean, they score once a month. Like it's unbelievable. Like I, and I'm pretty sure that's pretty close to like the truth. Like it's unbelievable how bad their numbers are. Um, if they are going to salvage it, they need to get healthy, particularly on defense, particularly Ellis. They can't be, we'll see what's up with Farabee. They can't be losing more guys that actually produce that Farabee had goals, a goal in each of the last three games. Um, and they got to figure out the power play. But do I, do I personally think they're going to do that? No, I don't. Because I don't think they're skilled enough. I don't think they're they're one of the most irresponsible teams with the puck. It's unbelievable. They look they look like an ECHL team, like just flinging the puck around. It's unbelievable. It is pretty crazy. Haley, you want to uh, comment on that, and we'll move forward a little bit here. I mean, I absolutely agree with everything that you said. I mean, Alice does have the momentum that the team desperately needs, and it reminds me a lot of two years ago with Nisky. I mean, he was their number one defenseman, and that goes back to the whole Proveroff thing. I think that we definitely hyped him up a little bit too much in our heads, going like back off of what you guys said, because when they're paired with these incredible, and I say that truly, incredible defensemen, they make Provy look good and he plays better. So I think once Atlas comes back, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to be as good as we were two years ago, because I think we could have definitely have gone to the cup a couple years ago when we were in the bubble. But, I mean... Hopefully we can finish out the season stronger-ish, maybe. We're only you know what? games in, but... So here's here's something. I mean, I, I don't want to be this guy, but do we put too much... Um, I don't know what the word is. Too much hope or um, 
yeah, I guess it's too much, too much hope, or maybe our expectations are too high for some of these guys. Because we're looking, we're talking about Provorov, for example. Um, he's 24 years old, which pretty young for a defenseman. Um, I don't know. Does he have another year or two to to really blossom? Uh, I mean, you. If I was just to tell you, oh yeah, we got this guy. He's a 24 year old defenseman. You'd probably think like, okay, he's not, he's not at his best ability yet. He's still growing. He's still learning. Um, but when we, when we tell you the guy's Ivan Provorov, and he's been in the league for this being his sixth year, uh, coming up on 400 games played in a in a couple weeks, you're kind of like, not that great yet, right? Or or what? The way I would answer that question is. You tell me you got a 24 year old or whatever. I'm like, yeah, he's probably got some room to grow, most likely. It's still pretty young, especially with defensemen. And then you say, well, it's Provorov. He's been playing since he's been almost essentially drafted. And it's like, oh, well, I just think that from when he was drafted to now, the ceiling that I had given him is significantly lower. Yeah. It's, it's, if he's going to get better, but how much better? Like, not much, not, not, not what I expected. And that's what's concerning, you know, and, one thing you were kind of talking to had me thinking, like, are we putting too much into the fact? I mean, yeah, you lose seven in a row, it's bad no matter how you slice it. But this was a really tough stretch of games they played, and with injuries, you know, are we putting, are we just hate or too hard on them with in that regard? And I'm kind of like, I don't really think so because the overall way they play is how they've always played, and it's not sustainable. Like these guys aren't going to suddenly stop making mistakes because they're playing easier teams. No, they'll just have more opportunities to rectify those mistakes, but they're still going to make those mistakes. And that's yeah. the problem. That stuff's not being fixed. And yeah, they, they might break through in the power play a couple of times, but when they go up against the real teams, when it matters most, we're going to see the same old team. I, I kind of see what you're saying there. And I, I think if we at least saw the fight and the effort, you know, instead of, Oh, we're playing the Lightning tonight. Oh, we're playing Carolina, and we got scored on first. We're gonna roll over. If we saw like the fuck, like hey, like we know you're missing like three guys, four guys out of the starting lineup. But if you play your ass off, it's gonna be hard for us to criticize. Instead, the way that they've been playing, it's like, what are we watching? And it's it's very easy to criticize, you know. So I think that's where a lot of the disappointment comes from, at least for myself. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're about 40, we're 20 seconds away from 43 minutes. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, I want to say thank you to our guest real quick, Haley Taylor. Haley, where can we find your podcast and where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, so you can find my podcast on Spotify, Apple Music. I guess we're every stream podcast, wherever. It's called Haley's Hot Take, H-A-L-E-Y, and then Hot Take. And on Twitter, you can find me at Haley underscore NHL19. And I'm always tweeting. I try to be a little bit positive sometimes, but <laughs> you can catch me out there. So yeah, and it's I hard these days. Guys, having me on the show, by the way, I was so excited when I got the DM because I mean, I know what Twitter is obviously, but I started my newish job, and I was like, maybe I should get back on like sports Twitter again. So I created my new account, found you guys, listened to your stuff, and I'm like, wait, this is so cool that he DM'd me. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Well, it was awesome to have you on. I'm glad you're able to join us. Hopefully, you can hang out with us more in the future. Oh, absolutely. And if you guys ever want to be on my podcast, you're more than welcome to. Awesome. We look forward to that. So that's going to do it for the episode, boys and girls. Thank you for hanging out with us, as always. Next time you'll catch us live, it'll be for another HW postgame show after the Tampa Bay and Flyers game on Sunday. Uh, so for Jack and Haley, I'm Jim. Everybody have a good night or a good morning whenever you're listening to this, and we'll talk to you soon.